has one chapter in it. Third John, verse 2. so blessed as we were able to, uh, you know, I told you, I, I get a kick, no more kick out of anything else than being used by God. Right. Ministering to the sick, pre preaching the word of God, uh, however he has me ministered, that's the best kick you can get. That's no, there's no high greater than that high. And um, we're blessed to hear testimonies. Y'all were here Sunday. Some of y'all got hands laid on your Sunday. Anybody already experienced any kind of manifestation, something you, something different in your body? Or they, none of those people are here. <laughs> All right. you, you were here Sunday, all right, and you had hands laid on you. Anything that you noticed, any changes in your body? Was, I, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't ask what you need to pray for anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. You haven't had any pain in that area. Praise God. Amen. 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 That's wonderful. 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 Anybody else? I don't know. I don't, I don't know who all I pray for. I remember the one lady, Joya. Anything you can share? Or some of, okay. Still in progress. Okay. Well, that's working of miracles. It's, it's working. Yeah. I was, we, were, we had prayer this morning. I was, as soon as we finished praying, I was getting ready to ask if anybody knew this lady uh, that we prayed for Sunday, Michelle. And uh, y'all remember the Lord called out liver. Right. Liver issues and liver failure is what, what I heard. I just didn't want to say it. I was like, oh, man. And Pastor Kim got out there and put me on the spot. I was like, all right, I guess I got to call it out. And uh, so when I called it out, she was standing right there in front of me. I didn't know it. And uh, but when we finished prayer today, I was going to ask if anybody knew her. Well, I didn't know her daughter was sitting right here in prayer uh, this morning. And, her, and before I could say what I was about to say, her daughter said, Pastor, I just want to share update with my mom. Uh, and she said she had gone to the doctor last week. The issue with her liver, her liver was 40% enlarged. It was failing. And on six medications, trying to stop that. Went back to the doctor Tuesday. It had gone from 40 down to 20% enlarged, and they took her off three of the medications because it's moving so quickly. Man, 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 that good? Isn't that awesome? We serve a living God. You are so great and mighty. You are an awesome God. And I wouldn't serve any other God except that God. And God is the healer. He's not a doctor. He's the healer. And um, whatever you need him to do, he will do it. Amen? Third John. And uh, verse 2. Y'all putting my time on my clock back there? All right. Here we go. Third John and verse 2. Ready? Read. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, I'm going to ask the media to switch to the KJV on that one. That will be the King James Version. The KJV. The grand old King James Version. For all the authentic Christians. All right, let's read that together. Ready? Read. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Now, 
Prospereth means prospers. Thy is your. Thou, you. You understand? Mayus is may. I just want to make sure we're clear on this. What these words mean. But what I want to specifically point out is in the KJV it says, I wish above all things. Above all things. Now John who writes this is inspired by the Holy Ghost to write this. So the wish, y'all got some Christmas wishes? I wish you a Merry Christmas, all that kind of stuff. Now this wish isn't like the wishes that we do. You know, I wish I had a bowl of greens. I wish, no, that, not that wish. When God wishes, he's talking about I desire. And whatever God's desire is, he puts thing, everything in place to make it happen. So John, inspired by the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, writes to us what God's greatest desire is for our lives. Above all things, that we will prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. So notice he did not say prosper and be healed. Jesus. We'll talk about the prosperity part Sunday, if the Lord says the same. I thought I was going to do it tonight, but we'll maybe get to it Sunday. But he says, be in health. So tonight, we're on resistant faith part three, be in health. Is that all right? Father, thank you for this word, your precious spirit. Thank you that the word that we hear comes to us unadulterated, unhindered, unchecked by any outside force. And God, we make it our earnest aim to mix this word with faith so that it'll bring the profit to our lives that you sent it to bring. We appreciate your goodness and your love for us tonight. Thank you for hearing ears and seeing eyes and hearts to receive, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So resistant faith part three, be in health. All right, now. Let's, let's go through some review real quick, all right? Y'all got your seatbelts on. We're going to move pretty quickly through this review, all right? So I've been talking about how God loves us, loves us and he wants us to have and enjoy perfect lives, all right? Luke 12, 32, you don't have to turn to it. This is just review. They got on, put on the screen Luke 12, 32. Uh, Jesus said, fear not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the what? The kingdom of what I've been talking about is giving you heaven's reality. Good. Heaven's reality. Everybody say heaven's reality. So don't, he says, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So God's not giving us the place. He's giving us the reality of his kingdom. Now, we're, the place is ours to enjoy. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're going to live and enjoy the kingdom of God. We're in the kingdom of God. But it's talking about the reality of that kingdom. Then the Bible said over in uh, Romans 14, 17, you can turn, don't, you know, turn over there. You can put it on the screen for us. Romans 14, 17 says that the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, not meat or drink. King James, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So righteousness, right standing with God, peace, perfect life. That peace is perfect life. It's not just a good night's sleep. It's a perfect life. Irene in the Greek, y'all know that. I've taught you that enough. Okay? Uh, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's, it's true happiness. Okay? That comes uh, from within by the Holy Ghost. Okay? Now, this is what we call heaven's reality. Okay? Now, 
I'm glad all of y'all are here on Wednesday night. A lot of churches are open tonight. Yeah. A lot of people are, are not on church in church on a Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Monday. They only go on Sunday morning. And that's sad because, you know, they're missing a whole lot. <laughs> right. Um, but if we went to church seven days a week, you know the devil doesn't mind that? No, he don't mind that. If you and I went to church seven days a week, morning and night, just took a break to go eat lunch, the devil wouldn't care nothing about that. He doesn't mind you and I having church. What he doesn't want us to have is this heaven's reality. Because you and I going to church, there's no, I mean, that's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we could all be in church more. But what, he, what the devil is afraid of is heaven's reality. That's what shot the sugar out of him when he ran into Adam in the garden. Because he, remember, he was in heaven. As Lucifer. He was in heaven. He saw heaven. He saw all the splendor of heaven. And now he's living on this earth that is void and without form. Darkness covered the face of the earth. He's in his comfort zone. Y'all missing that. That's Revelation. He's in his comfort zone in an earth that's void and without form and darkness covering it. He's comfortable there. All of a sudden, he's traveling along the earth. All of a sudden, he runs in. What in the world is this? He ran into Eden. What is this? He ran, then he ran into Adam. Who, who are you? What, what are you doing down here? Did y'all catch that? What are you doing down here? Because when he saw Adam, he looked like God. Made in his image. Made in his likeness. Glory to God. Covered in glory from the loins up and from the loins down. Adam wasn't out there no Levi's, no Wranglers and some, you know, Sketchers. He's, he's covered in glory, the Bible says, from the loins up and then the loins down. He looks like God, and, and the devil just freaks out. What are you doing down here? What is this doing down here? You got it? So the devil doesn't want to see anybody experiencing heaven's reality. He can't stand the sight of it. And he came here with a plan to have this whole thing cursed. Amen. And so Jesus Christ came to bust all that up. Aren't you glad about that? All right, now, thank you, Lord. Um, so we're talking about faith here. We're trying to get this right here. We're talking about faith, and so this life that Jesus Christ came to give us, seek first the kingdom, seek first heaven's reality, we have to get it by faith. The Bible says fight the good fight of faith that we can lay hold on what? Eternal life. Y'all know that, right? Which is heaven's reality. We're just, just reiterating that, okay? Now, go to 1 Peter, please, real quick. 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5, and let's start at verse 6. 1 Peter 5 and verse 6. Are you there? Therefore, okay, not yet. First Peter, that's near the end of the book, right before Second Peter. All right, First Peter 5, verse 6 says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That he may what? Exalt you in due time. 
Now, that word exalt, I've taught you this before. I wanted to bring that back up to you. That word exalt is the Greek word hupsol, uh, which means to lift up on high, to exalt. Metaphorically, it means to raise to the very summit of opulence and prosperity. Y'all, y'all listening? To raise to dignity, honor, and happiness. That's heaven's reality. Heaven's reality is opulence and prosperity. I think every Christian would agree on that. There's no Christian who wouldn't agree that heaven is beautiful. Heaven is streets of gold and gates of pearl and, you know, uh, the 12, 12 foundations there and all jewels. And, you know, God's throne is, is decorated in jewels and, and there's, a, there's a rainbow around his throne. I mean, everybody knows these, the rivers of life that's there. They know the trees of life that are there. They know it's, it's beautiful. They know that in heaven, they talk about, it. Well, I'm, I'm going to get my mansion over in the sky. So they know heaven is opulent and prosperous. They know that in heaven, there's dignity, honor, and happiness. No more crying over there. In my father's house. No, none of y'all know that song. No more crying over there in my father. All right, don't sing it. Okay, so they know. Now watch. Now they know that's heaven, but it says here that God will exalt you. That's raise you up to that in due time. Not in the, in the afterlife. In, there's a due time for you on this side to be lifted up on high to be raised to the very summit, summit is top, tip top of opulence and prosperity where God raises you to a place of dignity, honor, and happiness that's beyond anything you ever understood. All right, let me keep going here. <laughs> he says, humble yourself, I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna put in the word by seven, Casting all your care upon him. In other words, that's how you humble yourself. It's by casting all your care upon him. That means you're not worried about, you're not concerned about your needs. You're not concerned about uh, what's happening in this world. You're not concerned about the world's conditions. I'm going to show you something here tonight. By casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. When people go to the doctor, the doc, they see, see what the, the doctor can take care of them. Or people going to have, uh, you know, they get a financier to take care of them. The Bible says, no, he cares for you. So cast all your cares. Don't spread them out. Y'all catch that? Don't spread your cares out over all over the earth. Don't, 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 um, don't divide your cares between earth and heaven. Boy, boy, this, that's juicy right there, Pastor Rose. But casting all your cares on him because or for he cares for you. You got it? Verse 8, it keeps going here, doesn't it? Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. In other words, he's trying to keep you from that. This is what he's doing. So this is what we got to do. Resist him. How? Steadfast in the faith, 
knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You got it? So God's plan is for you and me to live in an opulent, prosperous life full of dignity, honor, and happiness. That's the kingdom of God. That's heaven's reality. Y'all got it? All right. Make sure y'all not sleep on me now. Give me verse 7 media, please, in the Amplified. Verse 7 in the, in the Amplified version. Casting all your care, uh, cares upon him, for he cares for you. Verse 7, Amplified. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on him. You know how you keep from going crazy? You know how you keep from losing your mind? is you cast all that on him. You know how you go, how you, how you, how you prevent, you know, worration. Y'all know what worration is? Being stressed out, which can happen to anybody. The Bible says, uh, Isaiah 26, 3, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him. So when we trust in him, we're casting all of our cares on him. And letting him care for us. You got it? All right, now that's the way God wants us to live. All right? Now, this, that's part of, that's, that's, this is how we resist. You got it? How we resist is we cast that care on him. Which means the cares are coming like a flood. Worries and anxieties are coming like a flood. Thoughts are coming like a flood. You have to put up, remember I talked about some of that seawall. Because the curse and all the conditions are all around us, trying to slam into our lives. But we have to put up a wall of defense against that. Uh, the Bible says take it up the shield of faith so we can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Got it? Y'all got it? All right, now, I want to get into this here tonight. Because we talked about Sunday, we learned uh, that we can use our shield of faith to resist sicknesses and diseases. Germs and viruses. And I, it was my intent to go into the financial arena tonight uh, because I know that's another major concern for people, but uh, the Lord had us to stay right here a little bit longer. Because, because you know, we're, 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 we're going we're to be different than the world. God, I heard Brother, uh, Brother Bill Winston talking about this one time, and, and it really hit me. He said, you know, we're sitting in all the same doctor's offices and the same hospitals and... You know, as everybody else, what makes us really different? So it's not supposed to be like that. We're supposed to be different. I'm going to show you tonight how uh, we're supposed to be different from the world. Okay? Now, again, this is never to condemn anybody if you're in the doctor's office, if you're taking medication or whatever. This is not because we all start somewhere. <laughs> okay? If financially, um, everybody may not be debt-free, may, may not be anywhere in the same ballpark as debt-free because we all start somewhere. Everybody, somebody may be broke as cool to brown, but wherever you start, doesn't matter. If we stay on the right path, keep going with God, you'll get to the point where you don't need anybody's assistance, nobody's loans, and you won't need anybody's medications, nobody's treatment. You'll get there. Tell your neighbor, you'll get there. All right? Because God is going to make us a, a sign and a wonder in the earth. 
He's going to make us so different that the world is attracted to what we have. They're going to wonder how in the world you don't deal with all this and all this is going around and all this is happening and here you are like, like you have a bubble around you. Yes, I do have a bubble around me. Surely the Lord will bless the righteous. He surround us with his favor like a shield. I have a bubble around me. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, so we can resist those things. We, we saw the story, our main story in, on Sunday was in Matthew 9. We saw this woman we commonly call the woman with the issue of blood, but she doesn't have an issue of blood anymore. But we saw she was healed, all right, by faith. Jesus told her, your faith has made you well, right? Your faith made you whole, made you well. And we said, your faith will heal any issue you have. Your faith will heal any, any issue you have. So we looked at Matthew 9.22 in the Common English Bible. I want them to put it on the screen for you again, the Common English Bible, because we preach Sunday healed from now on. So look at what it says here. When Jesus turned and saw her, he said, be encouraged, daughter. Are y'all excited as I am? Yes, sir. <laughs> See, we're going to be a peculiar nation. He said in Deuteronomy 7, I make you a peculiar treasure. Peculiar. Peculiar means strange. Extremely different. Our lives are supposed to be so different from the world that they're wondering how. What, what, what's, what's it, what is it about you? Now we're going to get there in every, in every arena, every area of our lives. You got it? Well, I'm excited for you. And I'm excited for me. So in, in the common English Bible it says, when Jesus turned and saw her, he said, be encouraged, daughter. Your faith has healed you. What did it? What did it? Faith. The Bible says, we know in Mark 5, the Bible says he felt virtue go out of him. You say, well, the virtue healed him, healed her. No, 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 no. The virtue is, is what, was, what went into her, but he's, Jesus said, so I'm not going to argue with Jesus. You can argue theology and eschatology and all that kind of hermeneutics and homiletics, all that kind of stuff. But Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Your faith healed you. So I'm going to leave with what Jesus said. Your faith healed you. So your faith will heal you. Your faith will enrich you. Your faith will deliver you. Your faith will bring you out. Your faith will take you over. Your faith will do it. And the woman was healed from that time on. So it didn't say she was healed at that time. Now we know she was, but to be more clear, from that time on. That means that she received healing by faith, but she kept her healing by faith. Furthermore, I contend that her faith kept sickness and disease off of her. And that's what I wanted to, to try to uh, establish a foundation on. I didn't know it was going to be a foundation Sunday. That, that by faith, we can keep sickness and disease off of us. Now, remember we talking about resistant faith. If I, if I put Scotch guard on these chairs, we probably should have done that. If, I, if we put Scotch guard, <laughs> this chair has been through, boy. <laughs> Hot dog stains and everything. Uh, you put Scotch guard on a chair, it doesn't prevent, prevent spills, it just doesn't allow the stains to set in. 
So when I'm talking about you uh, not uh, being sick from here on out, having disease from here on out, I'm not talking about the germ of virus won't come on you. I'm talking about you preventing it from setting in. Well, the first symptom. Uh huh. Oh, you follow what I'm saying? You can do that. I was sharing with you a couple weeks ago. I remember back, you know, we first learned in faith. You know, I could, I could get a flu or whatever cold or something. It seemed like it'll linger two weeks, two, three weeks. But then it started getting shorter and shorter. The more I learned, the more I developed in faith, it started getting shorter and shorter. So now that the moment you go, oh, no, uh-uh. I rebuke that. I resist that in Jesus' name. I curse every German virus that's trying to come upon my body now in Jesus' name. Now, some of y'all looking at me like, well, I don't believe that. Well, you can stay sick for two weeks if you want to. If you want to do it two weeks, but you don't want to be sick two weeks, do you? You don't, you don't want to be sick a week, do you? You don't want to be sick three days, do you? Not one day. I'm going to show you how you can do that. You got it? All right. So faith will get me healed and faith will keep me healed. Faith will keep me healed, all right? Now, you in, turn to Matthew 9. That's where we were. And media can help us out, too, in case you can't get there fast enough, because they got me on a clock. Matthew 9, and uh, this is where that story was we just read, right? And then we went and read about the two blind men, verse 27 through 31. Then we didn't read this, but you see in verse 32, as they went out, behold, they brought to him a man mute and demon-possessed. Mute and demon-possessed. In fact, we could really say he was mute because he was demon-possessed. That's really the issue. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke. That's how we know. That makes perfect sense right here. He was mute and demon possessed. When the demon was cast out, he spoke. So there are sicknesses, there are diseases, there are issues, conditions that are caused by demons. Jesus delivered one woman who, who the Bible called, said had a spirit of infirmity, a spirit of infirmity. So there are some conditions, some issues that are caused by demon spirits. Now I'm not telling you every condition, you got high blood pressure and you've been eating pork rinds every day and all that kind of stuff. You cut back on the pork rinds, you notice the pressure start going down? Okay, lightning fast mind. Right? But let me tell you something. But let me tell you something. Even with pork rinds. Well, y'all can't handle that. I, I don't, I don't want to give y'all no false conception of things. I don't want you to think you can eat anything you want to. Because then some of y'all will give free will. I can just eat anything I want to. It'll be fine. But in reality, in reality, there, there are three components to your health. One is spirit. One is body, uh, soul. One is body. <laughs> you got to work all three. You got to work all three. So in, 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 in your body, is, it pays to exercise. It pays to eat right, consume the right things, put in the right, the right uh, things that God designed for these bodies? 
I know it's after, after Thanksgiving. Don't y'all feel guilty? You gotta put, we put in the right things that God designed for these bodies. But to think that you can just eat right and be totally healthy is an error. Because some of the people who eat the best, they eat the perfect food, they, and they exercise seven hours a day, and they have heart attacks and they die. Because it's not just that. It's we are triune beings, spirit, soul, and body. We are spirits. We have souls. We live in bodies. So we do what's proper for the body, but we, we only do what's proper for the body if we have our soul in control. And we get our soul in control by our spirits. You see? So you have to have spirit, soul, and body, Barbara, working together. You got it? Okay. So I'm going back to this man with the, with the mute man. Okay? You got the demon out, the man spoke. Most Jews marvel saying it was never seen like this in Israel. But the Pharisees says he cast out demons by the rules of the demons. That was a lie. Okay, now watch. This is what I want to show you here. I want to show you something here. I'm, I'm, I want to try to finish this tonight. If not, we have to keep going with this Sunday. Because I think this is very important. We'll, we'll get to your money. But I don't want you to get all that money got to spend it with the doctor. Spend it on co-pays and premiums and Verse 35. Watch verse 35. Are you there? Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of heaven's reality, preaching about heaven's reality, and healing every, this is what I want you to see, every sickness and Every disease among the people. He healed every sickness and every disease among the people. So there was no sickness or disease that was beyond his, uh, his care. There's nothing, nothing he looked and said, you know, that's, I can't do nothing with that one. There was nothing he looked at and said, well, just sew him back up. We just sent him on home. Nothing. Nothing he said, I don't have power over that. I don't have, my faith can't do anything about that. He healed every sickness and every disease. So this is for you and me, it doesn't matter what kind of sickness we have or disease that we may have or what sickness or disease may run in our families. He heals every kind or every sickness and every disease. Go back, to, uh, stay in Matthew. Go to Matthew 4, 23. Go to Matthew 4, 23. I got I to drive this home for us, Devin. Matthew 4, 23, because I, I need us to see this. Glory to God. Let me hold that highlighter right there. Y'all got it? And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching heaven's reality, and notice what it says here. Now, this is, this is Matthew still, so we know this isn't the same incident. This is the same book, so this is definitely a different incident. Healing, notice it says here, all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So, in other words, there are categories. 
of sicknesses. There are categories of disease. And the Bible says he healed all of them. All kinds. So it doesn't matter what kind of sickness or what kind of disease you may be uh, uh, facing or dealing with or may be looming in your bloodline. One of the things you do, you know, they have this ancestry and 23 and me, all these kind of things. You can, you, can, you can go and find out what's in your DNA and where you're from and what's all in your bloodline. And they'll tell you, oh, well, this runs in your family. Even you have a, you have a, a uh, propensity for this sort of issue. This, this may happen to you. Don't listen to that stuff. Stay out of that. Turn away from that mess. Total disregard it. Okay? He healed all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. Okay? Go, stay in Matthew and go to chapter 10. Well, that was Jesus. Okay? Chapter 10. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, who? Disciples. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and, watch it, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now, let me ask this question. Are you his disciple? I got 60% of you. Are you his disciple? Well, then if you're his disciple, you have the same power and authority to heal all kinds of sickness and heal all kinds of disease. They weren't given a different power than you're given. Or a greater power than you're given. It's the same power. It's the same Holy Ghost. It's the same anointing from the same Jesus. You got it? And so, so in our time, you and I, can heal and be healed of all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. Well, this, this, you don't understand, this is, this is a, a congenital. You know, this is degenerative. You know, or this is hereditary. Or this is adult onset. Or this is, see, this is all kinds. They got all kinds of fancy names. It's just really the same stuff. But don't worry, it's covered. Tell your neighbor, it's all covered. <laughs> it's all covered. All kinds. But this is a different one. This, one, this, one this, this cancer works different than that cancer. It doesn't matter. It's all kinds. It's all covered. <laughs> all right? Now, in these places, what I want you to see here, in, when we read in, in Matthew... Uh, nine, we read in here Matthew ten. We read it back in Matthew four. These were all gifts of the Spirit in operation. Y'all got it? They were all gifts of the Spirit. Jesus, He healed all kinds. Gifts of the Spirit. I, I'm, I'm, I would assume that He probably called out some things. Somebody has got a liver. Somebody here got a you know, issue in the, their spine or whatever, and all kind of things come forth. We don't know. He might have caught it just with a word, because, you know, these are multitudes, so he might not have had a, a prayer line. And catchers falling there, catching everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of our day. Y'all with me? He, that's kind of our day. Well, you got to have catchers for everybody. Jesus got multitudes. 5,000 men plus women and children following him around. He's, 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 
he, he ain't got that many catchers. So nobody had to fall out to get healed. I said nobody had to fall out to get healed. I'm not against falling out. I'm all for falling out. I'm, I'm with falling out. But nobody had to fall out to be healed. You just receive. Many times, he, I, I'd, I'd assume 20,000 plus people, he probably didn't lay hands on everybody. We read about particular times he laid hands on somebody, but many times he probably spoke a word. Right? But these are gifts of the spirit operation. But for people to stay healed after the meeting was over, they had to have their own faith. You got it? All right. So it takes faith to maintain your healing. And then, here's where we're stretching the body, to walk in divine health. To walk in divine health. Remember we read four times, the Bible says, just shall live by faith. Just shall live by faith. So living, in, in health part of your living, so we can say that just walk in health by faith. To just live in divine health by faith. Which means you can't wait to use your faith when you get sick. That's too much work. They've got a saying in the world, I don't prevention is worth a pound of cure. Anybody else ever heard that? Yeah. I repeat it. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. In other words, doing things ahead of time, it only takes a little bit to do things ahead of time. It takes a whole lot if you got to wait to after, okay, now I've been hit. Now I got to, ooh, now I got to work my faith, child. Oh, I got to immerse myself in the word. I got to spend six hours a day. See, it's much better is if I'm living by faith every day, using my faith every day just as a regular lifestyle, boom, 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 then I can walk in divine health. Now listen, much of the body of Christ, probably most of the body of Christ doesn't even know that divine health is even possible. Let alone, I'm not even going to push you into divine life. But divine life is ours too. That's Romans 8 too. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's divine life. That's, that's, a, that's a whole, that's, that's beyond divine health. How's that beyond divine health? Because divine life, I receive it, I can give that. I can share life. What do you mean? Okay, if Deacon, Deacon Matt were to pass out right now, don't do it. But if he were to fall out, fall over, I could get on, on top of him and do chest compressions and do CPR. What am I doing? Giving him life. I'm giving him life. I'm giving him what I have. Yes, sir. He said let Andy. I'm definitely gonna let Andy die. I ain't doing it. If it's up to me. If it's up to me, but I might be swinging an old sweet chariot. <laughs> I'll lay hands on him. Clear. Clear. 
But you follow what I'm saying? So in the physical, we know we can do that. In the physical realm, we know we can do that. Just like I can pass a kidney or, or an organ to someone. Divine life is a spiritual force I can give to someone. All right, I'm pushing too far. Okay, let's stick with divine health. Let's just stick with divine health. Ready to go back to divine healing? I just want to get everybody healed. Okay. Okay. It's just so much easier if we get if we get a hold of divine health. Then we need less healing. Okay. Thank you, Lord. I just heard you say something. I'm not sure what you said. What'd you say? You said healing is what? Is in the life. I thought there's something else I thought you said, but what you did say sparked me to say something else. Healing is the children's bread. Health is for grown-ups. Healing is a children's bread. Health is for grown-ups. The mature sons of God. Huh? Romans 8, 14 is, is the same chapter with Romans 8, 2. Men are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. See, and if, oh man, remember we went over Romans 8 too? Yes. Remember we went over Romans 8 too? Yes. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. We went over Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 6. To be carnal in mind is death, but the spiritual mind is life and peace. Right. Verse 11. That's right. Huh? Y'all yes. saying yes. What verse 11? <laughs> the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and also quicken your mortal body, quicken life, give life to your mortal body. Right? Now, how many of y'all know Romans 8, 26? For we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. What all things? It's all those things we just talked about. Not all things like when your child gets hit by a car, when you lose your house. That's not all things he's talking about. He's not talking, he's talking about all the things we just read in early in chapter 8. The law of life. Being spiritually minded, having the spirit of God in you to quicken your mortal body, that keeps you alive. Oh, Jesus, this is better than y'all let know. This is divine life, how it operates. All these things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That's all things. Verse 2, verse 6, verse 11, and other verses in there too. Verse, verse 14 is important. As men as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Those, those are very important. Very, 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 very important. Y'all got it? Well, chapter 8, Romans 8, is, is a mini Bible. Romans, Romans chapter 8 is a mini, it's, it's the Bible, summarized in one chapter. It's how your life works. Man, man, man. This is good on a Wednesday night, isn't it? Yes, it is. Glory to God. So we're talking about living in divine health. Now we saw this in operation on Sunday when we looked at Matthew 8. And you don't have to turn there, but just remember the story of the leper. When Jesus encountered a leper 
who said, Lord, if you're willing, Matthew 8, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And the Bible says Jesus touched him. Now, that was unlawful, but it was also uh, unwise physically. Because leprosy was the most contagious and still is the most contagious deadly disease that you can ever uh, encounter. And the, yet the Bible says Jesus touched him. <laughs> saying, I am willing. Immediately, Jesus became a leper. Huh? What happened? Immediately, the leprosy was cleansed. So Jesus didn't receive the man's leprosy. The man received Jesus' divine health, his life. Now, that leprosy should have contaminated Jesus, except he's walking by faith. He's living by faith, so he has a built-in resistance, what in the natural we call an immune system. Your, oh, Jesus. Your faith is an immune system. Your faith, oh my, your faith is a shield against those things. If you and I will use it by faith, use it every day and not, not use it when we get sick. Now, use it when you get sick. Don't get me wrong. If you get sick, use your faith. But what I'm saying is, if you were to be taking vitamins every day, then you have something built up in you against, to prevent things rather than trying to take mega doses of vitamin C when you get sick. Oh, mega doses. You're taking, eating oranges all day, pouring orange juice and everything. You know, people do that. Why not just do that every day? Why not just do a little every day? This helping anybody? So Jesus Christ, because this is how he lived every day, when he encountered leprosy, it did not contaminate him. So you and I, <laughs> Jesus is our example. Did y'all catch what I said? Jesus is our example. Jesus is our example. How we see, how we see he lived is how you and I are supposed to live in every way. Got it? I want to make sure y'all got what I'm saying to you. He's our example, not your grandmama. Not your great granddaddy who was a preacher, but nothing went, nothing went right. That's, he's not your example. He might have been a good guy, but that's not your example. I want to make sure we understand this. Jesus is our example. In other words, he set the high water mark. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Jesus said it. So I aspire to be what he was in ministry, in life, and everything. That's, that's my mark. He showed me how I can live. So he did not get contaminated. Got it? All right, let me keep going here. Woo-wee. Now, I told you this on Sunday. OK? 
Okay? As a believer, I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed protecting my health from sickness and disease. See, this divine protection that Jesus Christ had applies to every one of us. So I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed protecting my health from sickness and disease. Well, Pastor, you don't understand I'm already sick. Okay, I understand that. You didn't know this. <laughs> okay, so I'm not picking on you. I understand. You didn't know this. I didn't know I was supposed to be rich. I didn't know that. I didn't know I was supposed to be healthy all the time. I didn't know that. I thought this sickness is part of life. So that's what we, you, you got, and I got what I thought. Right? You understand? So I'm, I'm not picking on anybody because I understand. I understand exactly what we're talking about here. So, but we got to change that and see ourselves differently. You become what you believe. So if I now see myself as the, hel- as the heel protecting my health, then I'm not, um, okay, Deke, if, if a burglar came into your house, he got in. I mean, he's in the house and you there, you and your wife. Now, he's already in the house. Now, once he's in there, you going to let him stay there? Now, now, the first thing you do is you, now, just let, let's, 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 before you got in the house, you lock your doors. You, you're trying to protect your house. I, lo- I lock my doors, okay? I lock my windows, keep my windows closed down. Um, I might have a security system. I might have an alarm, right? All this kind of stuff, things people do. I might have bars on the window like they're doing down in Miami. We were down there, man. Everybody had bars on the window. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Thought about all my Miami family down here, my Miami kids. Now, so in other words, you're doing what you can. But let's say the burglar's already in. You put up the bars after the burglar already in? No. Then you go lock the door? No, he in now. So now you got to get radical. I got to pull out from under the pillow, pull out from under the bed, pull out from the closet, pull out from the drawer, whatever I got. Right? Because, because he's in there. I'm not going to let him stay. I got to get him out as quick as possible. Now, you understand that in the natural. So when I say I'm the, I'm the healed, protecting my health, that means even if a sickness has already gotten in there, okay, I'm not going to let you just violate me now. you trespassing. And the law tell me once you're in the window, I can kill you. Now I'm going to do something called stand my ground. You got it? So just know where you are in this, in this spectrum here. But I guarantee you, once you get them out, you increase your security measures. I got to add cameras. I got to do something. I just, something I'm, 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 
Put me two extra guard dogs around us. Now, now I'm going to guard my yard with all diligence. See, now I'm going to guard my heart with all diligence. See, I, I let something slip here. Here, I didn't. Oh, oh I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. I, I left left the sliding door open. I didn't know that. But now I'm gonna guard my heart with all diligence. I'm gonna check every door before I go to bed. I'm gonna check it out. You got it? Okay. So um, the heel protected my health from sickness and disease. Okay. Now go back to Third John chapter one verse two. Third John one verse two. We're doing all right on time here. Praise God. I'm gonna get through a little little bit of this. So we're supposed to have divine health. We are supposed to have divine health. 3 John 1 verse 2, put the King James up. Let's go right there to the these and thou's and thines and prosperous. <laughs> beloved. Y'all say beloved in the Baptist church. It's beloved. It's just beloved. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I know what it is. I don't know why y'all used to say bless it. <laughs> but it's, it's just beloved. Beloved. I wish. Now what's God's greatest wish for you? That you will prosper. Why does the church fight this so much? Prosperity. They fight for prosperity. And God said that's my greatest wish for you. What's wrong with you? That you may prosper and be in health even as or just as in according to the prosperity of your soul. So remember, all things work together for good. So I got to make sure spirit, soul, and body, everything, my, my bodily exercise, my natural working, what I'm doing in the natural matches what I'm believing for in the spirit. And I'm not talking about your eating. I'm talking about life in general right now. Everything. You know what I'm saying? If you believe for a good marriage, don't be, don't be coming home late. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just. I'm, I'm just using that. Just, that just came out. I'm just talking about you have to, everything, spirit, soul, and body. Everything got to match. Everything matches. You got it? Okay. So, and be in health. So I'm supposed to be in health. I'm supposed to be in health. I'm supposed to be in health. In health. Not constantly being healed. Be in health. Everybody say in health. Okay? So if Jesus Christ, not if, Jesus Christ was in health. So because he was in health, he resisted leprosy. You got it? His faith resisted disease. Even, I mean, he went around dead bodies. One boy was, uh, they come out of the city of Nain, N-A-I-N, and he, the Bible says he touched the beard or, or the casket. First of all, that was unlawful for a priest to do that. But secondly, that was toxic. You didn't touch dead bodies because it's toxic. 
That's why Paul says, you know, in, in Romans 7, he says, who shall deliver me from this body of death? I thank my God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll deliver me. In other words, uh, under Roman, Roman uh, punishment many times was if you murdered somebody, they would take that murdered corpse and tie that corpse to your body. Why? Because the toxins from that body would, would get into your body and you would die slowly, a slow, horrible death. So when he, he said, when he said that, who should deliver me from this body of death? Who's going to get this dead body off me? That's it. That old man that was crucified, who's going to get that old, old dead man off me? You got it? So be in health. Everybody say, I'm in health. Protecting my health from sickness and disease. Now watch. Okay, look at Luke. Let's go through this really quick. Luke 10. Luke 10. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke 10. Because we're in health. Just like Jesus. So if Jesus Christ was immune to these things, you and I are immune. I don't believe that. Well, just keep on doing what you're doing. But I'm, if you want to walk in divine health, you're going to have to believe this. Okay? Luke 10, verse um, uh, 19. No, go to verse, verse 9. Verse 9. Luke 10, verse 9. Jesus sends 70 disciples out. Verse 9. He said, and heal the sick there and say to them, Heaven's reality has come near to you. When, he said, when you, when you heal them, tell them you now have heaven's reality. Did y'all catch that? When they get healed, tell them they got heaven's reality. You're supposed to be healed. Okay, now, go to verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Verse 18. And he said to them, I saw... Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Be, watch verse 19. Behold, this is Jesus talking back to them. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, no thing shall by any means. What? shall by any means hurt you. Well, he means demons and scorpions. Somebody going to shoot me with a gun. No, 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 no. When he said nothing, nothing means nothing. No thing. A disease is a thing. A germ is a thing. A virus is a thing. He said no thing shall by any means. Doesn't matter how it comes. Through blood, through saliva, through airborne, through food. No thing shall by any means hurt you. So you have a defense, built-in defense mechanism against all sickness and disease, germs and viruses, because Jesus said no thing shall by any means hurt you. Now, I understand if your brain is trying to, but just, just work with it. See, you and I have been conditioned to believe like the world. We've been trained up in this world. 
but we're, we're being retrained in a different world. Is it, tell your neighbor, it's a different world from where you come from. So you, came, you and I came out of that world. The Bible says you and I, in uh, Colossians 1, uh, 12 or so, where around there, it says we've been redeemed from the power, delivered from the power of darkness and translated or conveyed into the kingdom of his dear son, of, of the son of his love. So in other words, we're, we're not in that world anymore. We're in a different world. So we got to make sure we start thinking like this new world and apply our faith every day that that old world has no more power over me. No thing shall by any means hurt me. Say it, say nothing will hurt me. Say it this time like an army. Nothing will hurt me. Go to Mark 16. You're in Luke. Go back to Mark 16. Verse 15. We're building up your, your defense right now. We're building up your defense right now. We're building up your immune system right now. You're getting inoculated right now. You're getting all your immunization shots right now. Measles, mumps, flu, shingles, all you're getting all that stuff right now. We're getting a holy vaccination. <laughs> Mark 16, glory to God. Verse 15, are you there? Yes, sir. And he said to them, this is to the disciples, go into all the world and do what? Preach the, gospel. Preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. That word saved is sozo, which does not mean born again. It does not mean born again. Now we know born again is included in that, but sozo means delivered. So whoever believes will be delivered. From what? From everything. From everything. <laughs> will, be, will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, these signs, these signs will follow those who believe. Well, there are supposed to be signs that follow believers. Matter of fact, uh, one, one I heard one, one minute a couple weeks ago say, he said this way, those, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. You understand that? That's okay because in, in the original text, there's no punctuation. So we really could read it, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. But what's going to happen to those who believe in his name? You're going to cast out demons. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to speak with new tongues. Now watch verse 18. We don't read this one a whole lot. Most we talk about uh, casting out devils and speaking in tongues and laying hands on the sick. But look at verse 18. He says, they will take up serpents. Now I'm not, I'm not trying to press upon you to go outside looking for no rattlesnakes and no cobras, no pythons, and say, here's and take them, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have a built-in anti-venom. Oh, I don't believe that. Well, Jesus in red said, you will take up serpents. I'll get to it. You will take up serpents and 
if you drink anything deadly. Now, you know deadly means you're supposed to die from it. If you drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. There it is twice. Now, when he says it will by no means hurt you, it means it will by no means hurt you. If you drink any deadly thing, a de- you drink deadly thing. Again, I'm not trying to encourage you to go out there and find a bottle of cyanide. I'm not telling you to go home and get you a bottle of Clorox bleach and pour it out down your throat and see him and try God. I'm not telling you that. You're going to be a fool. You did it. Keep the camera right on me. Don't, don't put the camera over there. We don't, we don't want everybody in the world to see who that was. But it says, if, not when, if. So you're not supposed to do it. It said, if. Anything deadly. Now, if it's deadly, that means it's lethal. It normally kills people. He says it will by no means hurt them. Man, Devin, this is big right here. This is, this is almost like telling me, like, man, I've got, like, vibranium or something flowing through my veins. I mean, I'm like, what? This is like Superman-ish, ain't it? I said, this is like Superman-ish, ain't it? That's what you are. You and I are not normal human beings anymore. Now, if you stay carnal, you will die like mere men. You know what the Bible said? You will die. What's that? Psalm 82? You'll die like mere men. Oh, Jesus. Let me, let me, let me, let me. I'm out of time. Boy. Oh, man. Let me just look, give you Psalm 82 real quick. Jesus, help me. Psalm 82. My finger's not going to get there. Come on, help me. Come on, fingers. Work with me. Psalm 82, verse 6. Did I? Wait a minute. I might have had this in my notes. I do. I have it in my notes. Later on. For later on. Praise Holy Ghost. Psalm 82, verse 6. I said. It's God talking. You are God's. I had this down here. I'm, I was, I'm getting to it. I might get into this Sunday. Uh, about we are divine. See, you're not a regular human being anymore. We have been made partakers of his divine nature. We have a new divine nature. Our physical bodies still look the exact same way. But you are from the inside out divine. Jesus Christ had a same body like anybody else. When they saw him, they said, isn't this Joseph the carpenter's son? It means his flesh looked like anybody else's, but he could, he could do some things they couldn't do because he understood his godhood. And he said, I said, you are God's. 
This for all the people out there trying to find their godhood in the black religion. You ain't got to find it like there. It's right here. Jesus said it. I said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. But you shall die like men. I think it's the, maybe the NIV, one of those places says die like mere men. You'll die like, like mere men. Put, give me that, that verse uh, 7 in the uh, NIV. I'm going to try. It's, it's been a long time since I read it in the NIV, that verse. Uh, one of those, is it the NIV or the Amplified? None of y'all had it. Yeah, okay, there it is. You will die like mere mortals. The, the NIV 84 says it, that said this way, you'll die like mere men. Mere men. You'll die like regular people. Are y'all catching this? In other words, he's saying, you're not a regular person. So you and I aren't supposed to die or live like mere mortals. This might be a Saturday morning teacher. I don't know if y'all, can y'all handle what I'm saying to you tonight? Are, are you catching me here? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. I wanted to show you this here. So, so we're not mere men. Go, go, to, um, go to Acts 28 real quick. Acts 28. Acts 28. Y'all ready to speed read? Can y'all speed read? Are y'all still awake? Can y'all speed read? Acts 28. I can see if I can get to it. Verse 1. Now when they had escaped, they then, uh, they then found out that the island was called Malta or Melita, which, which exists today. It's a Greek island. And the natives, now natives are those who are from there, the indigenous people of that area. For our sake, I want you to see indigenous people to this world. You and I are not of this world. We're the strangers. We're the pilgrims. We're aliens. You know what the Bible calls us? Didn't the Bible call us aliens? Pilgrims and strangers? So the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. They're nice, nice little heathens. Verse 3, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper, that's a snake, came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Now the natives know what kind of snake this is. They know this wasn't a little gardener snake. You know them little, what's the little black little racers? This, this ain't that. Because, says verse 4, so when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet justice is not allowed to live. Verse 5, but he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Verse 6, now watch. However, the natives... The heathens, those of this world, were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. In other words, when that kind of snake bites you, you're supposed to die. So you're supposed to die. This is what happens. Nine times out of ten. Statistics tell us if you contract this issue, But after they had looked for a long time, they kept on watching. (laughs) 
This wasn't no one minute passed by. This might have been five hours, eight hours. But watch now. now this is what I, I was telling you earlier, what God wants to make happen in the earth today. They watched, they looked for a long time, like the world looking at you, and saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said he was a Psalm 82 six man. Said he was a God. This is what they're going to start saying about you. Something different about you. You can't be from this planet. You can't be of this world. We all get that. And we down for two weeks. We get a look. What you got. Praise God. Um, all right. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish it in one verse. I got a few more, but I'm going to finish it because the rest of these verses y'all know. I already told you about you being, no, two verses. I'll give you two verses. Can you have two verses? Turn to Galatians chapter 1. I think this is very important. Galatians 1, verse 3 through 5. Y'all see it? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians. Y'all got it? Okay. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus who? Christ. I'm just making sure you're all on the same page. Christ, Jesus Christ, okay? Verse 4, verse 4, verse 4, this, this is our scripture. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. According to the will of our God and Father. To whom be glory forever and ever. Now it says he died. He gave himself for our sins to deliver us from this present evil age. Now, obviously, it didn't mean to take us out of this world. He prayed in John. He said, Father, I pray not that you take these disciples of mine out of this world, but that you keep them while they're in the world. So here, it's the same thing. He, through his sacrifice, delivered us from the present evil age, from this present evil world. <clears throat> so we're still here, but we've been delivered from it. Are you seeing that? That means that we're in it, not of it, it means that there's a, there's a difference, that there's a, oh, there's a, an invisible wall between Goshen and the rest of Egypt. Y'all understand when I say Goshen? The children of Israel lived in Goshen while they were slaves in Egypt. They lived in an area called Goshen. But every plague that came on Egypt never touched Goshen. And it wasn't like Goshen uh, was 
five miles away from Egypt. No, Goshen was in Egypt. Egypt was all around Goshen. But when the lice came on Egypt, they might have tried to go to Goshen, but ran up against a wall or something. That's <laughs> when it got dark in Egypt, there was still light in Goshen. When the frogs crawled all over Egypt, all out of the rivers and all in everywhere, they, they had to stop when they got to Goshen. When the children, when, when the men were stricken with boils, sores throughout all Egypt, it never touched the people in Goshen. They were in Egypt, but not of Egypt. They were in the present evil age, but not but they were delivered from it. So you and I, through Christ's sacrifice, have been delivered from this present evil age. Give me that same uh, passage, verse 3 through 5, in the, the passion, please. 3 through 5. Oh, man. This is, this, is, this, is, this is good, good, good to me. Then we're going to read one more verse, and that's it. Galatians 3, start at, start at verse, uh, verse, verse 3, please. Verse 3. Verse 3. Galatians 1. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. In the Passion Translation, verse, verse 3. I pray over you a release of the blessings of God's undeserved kindness and total and what? Total well-being. That's divine life. That flows from our Father God and from the Lord Jesus. He's the anointed Messiah who offered himself as the sacrifice for our sins. He has taken us out of this evil world system and set us free through our salvation just as God desired. So we're in it. But we're free from it. So this world system has no impact. If it does, it's violating our peace agreement. You got it? Last place. Deuteronomy 7, verse 15. And I want to read it in the contemporary English version. And then we're going to stand on our feet and we'll... forward. Thank you, Jesus. Can you see it? Yes, sir. Yes. Can you read it with me? Yes. You will no longer suffer with the same horrible diseases that you sometimes had in Egypt. You will be healthy, but the Lord will make your enemies suffer from those diseases. You will be healthy. You're not going to go through what they go through. You're not going to go through what you went through in Egypt. In Egypt, you had those things. In Egypt, you had no choice. But now that you're delivered from Egypt, see, this is in Deuteronomy, they're out of Egypt. Deuteronomy, they're out of Egypt. They're in the wilderness going into their promised land. So out of Egypt or out of that world system we just read about a minute ago, out of that world system... Now, we don't, we'll no longer suffer with the same horrible diseases that we had when we were in Egypt. We will be healthy. Say it, I will be healthy. I walk in divine health. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I am the healed, protecting my divine health 
from sickness and disease. <laughs> Healing is the children's bread. But when you grow up, when you and I mature, now we walk in divine health and divine life. See? That's ours. Now, I understand if what was taught stretches you. That's okay. It stretches me. Let me, let me tell you this, the truth. This is the way it is, preachers. Preachers, y'all hear me preach? All the preachers in the house say, ho. <laughs> Always preach farther than where you are. Always teach past your current level. You follow what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Preach past where you are. Moses didn't preach about the wilderness. He preached about the promised land that he had never seen. He never seen it, but he preaching about it. Always preach. So preach debt free now. You know what I'm saying? So even if it's beyond uh, Elder uh, William Seymour, he's the one that Azusa Street, the whole Azusa Street revival, birthed out of him. He preached for years on the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and wasn't baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. And got thousands of people baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. It wasn't until later on, he got baptized with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. But Azusa revival came out of his heart. All of Pentecostal denominations in the world, Church of God in Christ, Church of God, Church of God by faith, all these different, you know, denominations, assemblies of God, all these different denominations came out of that one man's heart. He preached out past where he was. You understand that? So I'm just saying, so it, if I'm preaching to you and it's challenging to you, it's okay. It's challenging to me. I'm going to preach what I want to walk in, not what I walked in. I'm preaching to you what I want to walk in. Divine health and divine life. You got it? That's where God's taking us. He's going to make a show of us in the earth. Amen? If you receive that, give God a big hand clap of praise. Let him know you appreciate the revelation, the word of God.